Okay, ready to go. Ready. Let's take it away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, Liz, you take it away. No, you have to do one, two, three, record. What the fuck, you guys? <laughs> you gotta go. This is how you do it. One, two, three, record. record. We should we do the clap? No, we're good. I hate myself. Yay. We're good. Now. We're good. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Fun. And I'm Tess. And our guest today is Liz Cully. Hi. You seem scared. Are you okay? You know, we're always scared. It's like... It's only like the beginning parts of actually introducing yourself. That's just like, oh, oh, this is Cool Girls, the podcast. Um, So Liz Cully is a seasoned producer, writer, director, and on-air talent. Working with the biggest theatrical and music stars, she has written, directed, and produced hundreds of videos for some of the biggest platforms in the business. Liz created and hosted the hit internet series Getting Nailed, and has hosted The X Game, both summer and winter, Revolt TV Live, and KCRW's Twilight Concert Series. She is currently overseeing content partnerships at Bustle Digital Group. Wow. And I host Lovely. Scissoring Isn't a Thing with Darren Carp every Tuesday. Shameless plug. And I'm on the Taylor Strecker show Hell every week. Yes. So there you go. Well, we are lucky to have you. Um, that w- You think it was nervous? You were nervous introducing your name. I just, I'm like sweating listening to my bio. <laughs> I was like, wow, this person sounds like such a fucking douchebag. How many times do they say countless? And obviously I wrote that. I wrote every word of that. Bio, <laughs> Did you ever do theater or anything in high school or college or? I believe in the second bio that I provided to you that was a little bit more long-winded. Yes. Um, I, the lengthy no, one. The lengthy one, Katie. Um, yeah, I started at the ACT <laughs> Conservatory, which is the American Conservatory of Theater in San Francisco when I was like a child because... Oh, I, I felt that when we first met go. each other. I was like, I think we both were maybe theater nerds. But as I children. like wasn't um, really. A, I mean, you were you were probably a lot know, cooler I was than just me. Say, I wasn't really like a theater nerd. <laughs> I mean, in high school. Right. Yeah, right. I was like the one that like still had some vibe. Like I had the drugs. Do you know what I mean? I was like, you guys like a hundred percent because I can't fuck with musical theater. I can't either. I do not sing. I did I one audition. I love musical theater. However, I hate musical theater nerds I don't hate them it's, they just drove me crazy in it's high school word, in Katie. whatever even though I was doing musical theater but there's a different type there's a couple different types of yeah, theater kids I'd like and to when think I was all cooler the... too yeah. not like full I mean, like, on right I don't know right? Liz what what drugs did you what, did you bring, did to the, bring to the table I mean so I went to um in high school, I went to a boarding school on the East Coast. I'm born and raised in San Francisco, um, and I had the opportunity to go to a boarding school in Massachusetts because they needed to kind of like beef up their theater program, really for the do- for the donors. Wal- Walnut Hill. No, I went to the Williston Northampton School, which was known for like ice hockey, football. Like they were really intense sports school, and they wanted to attract more kind of artistic talent. And so I knew I had wanted to want I wanted to go to boarding school because I was such a fucking mess in high school. Like I was kicking it with like 19 and 20 year olds in eighth grade. 
who I'm still friends Damn, with, actually. Okay. Um, shout out to Vicky for your um, unplanned pregnancy that you just told me about yesterday. Cool. <laughs> um, I hope they're listening. Me too. Actually, you'd be surprised. A lot of motherfuckers are going to. Oh, wait, can I swear on this podcast? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck we yeah. encourage it. Um, you guys are going to be surprised as you start this podcast because some randoms are going to listen to your shit and you're going to be like, cool, 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 cool. I harbor a lot of grudges from like okay. everyone that ever bullied me. And I still I like use their government name on our show. So I've had some people reach out to me like, oh, damn, I'm sorry. I was like, still hate you. Still hate you. But please follow me on Instagram. I need a swipe up. Like I need those 10,000 followers. Um, so anyway, I went to boarding school on the East Coast Perfect. and um, already had a really intense marijuana habit. So like I had those okay. dabbled in some mushrooms. I highly recommend everyone at some point in your life safely take mushrooms. Um, we love. Well, I love mushrooms. Katie, not so much, but I guess it happens. Sometimes it's good. It's sometimes it's bad. In my safe right now, I have sure my is. wedding mushrooms because my <laughs> DJ. Did you, did you- who I grew up with literally in the middle of my wedding. My dress was too big because I was stressed and I like lost a ton of weight and it was fucking like hanging off of me. And he pulls my dress open in the front and just stuffs a quarter of mushrooms in and was like, congratulations. God bless him. Did, did you do it that No, I haven't done them wait? since because we've been in a fucking global pandemic and it is not the opportune time to take hallucinogenics because... Katie, I'm going to go to the dark place. You don't want to do shrooms in your house? No, I fucking do not want to do them in my house. (laughs) With like helicopters and fucking fireworks galore. I'm cool. Oh, right, right. Plus I live next to the Grove, which is like the most unfun place (gasps) on the planet. I love the Grove. Uh, I went camping like a week or two ago um, and everyone took shrooms. I did a teeny bit, but it made me feel so sick that I had to stop. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What did you say? uh, You didn't take shrooms, but everybody else took shrooms? But I I took a little and then I stopped because it made me so... I took took two different doses. It made me feel so, so, so sick that I had to stop, but everyone else kept eating more. Um, At some point... So then I was kind of on the outskirts. I was still feeling it because I was microdosing, you know, like I had something mm. in it to the point where I really enjoyed playing with a bunch of glow sticks and creating like a glow stick outfit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, or you could just be a musical point, theater nerd. Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> Completely sober. My, my girlfriend was manning the fire and I guess she saw a spider starting to crawl into the fire. And so she grabbed a little stick to try to get the fire, uh, the spider out and the spider just walked into the flames. She burst into tears, fell to her knees, sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. I was like, I, I literally thought, I, I, I don't know what I thought happened. I thought, I don't know. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so happy. I'm not drugs, man. Mm-hmm. That's that a bummer. Extent. I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with the spider <laughs> and all to do with her childhood. <laughs> but that's just a. I'm married to a therapist. So I don't oh, are know. you? I, everything. Oh, okay, I always wondered what yeah. she what she did. And Liz, I know she's private on the world, but I love that for you guys. You know, you're like an open book, and she's like, "Hey, I support that. That's cute." Yeah, she is. When did you? She's also like always looking at everybody on the internet. Don't tell oh, anybody. That's great. When did you guys get married? Last summer. We got married in October, so we're recording this in June. So we got—I don't know what is that seven months. Sorry, I don't do the like. Oh my god, the best six months. Right, of my we life. don't. We don't because do math. Guess what, here. motherfuckers? It hasn't been the best six months of my life. Yeah, tell so. us about getting married, yeah. and then you know, 
being in that honeymoon phase and then immediately entering into a pandemic and really triggering year. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, I'm like, cool. <laughs> well, um, I have told my, I proposed in a horrible way. It's a very long story. I, it was the worst proposal on the planet. It's very documented on the internet. Um, I basically threatened to sue her on a small island off of Thailand if she didn't say yes. Romantic. She was like, what is right? It was very romantic. Um, and then we got engaged basically in April of last year and married in October. So very small wow. wedding for the listeners that are, you know, dreaming of their big day. Don't be a bozo. <laughs> Have a small wedding. Don't invite. I didn't invite a single cousin to how my many, wedding. How many people I did you have? Wow. Well, it was kind of complicated. Well, we had in the end around 75, 80. Oh. And I have four siblings. So, like, that's okay. Yeah, that's a good number. But we, when you send out your invitations, you kind of, like, have an A, B, and C list. Sorry, motherfuckers. I'm, I'm pulling back the carpet or the curtain right. here. We moved into this apartment, and the woman that lived in this apartment before us was, like, an actual psychotic, like, weird woman who had made a, quote, handshake deal with our postman to not deliver mail. (laughs) Now, our wedding invitations, I thought I was thinking of everything, were perforated, and they were like a postcard where you just sent back the postcard of your response. But he kept, collected all 80 of them, and return to sender, but there is no return to sender on a postcard. Is that legal? So we waited. It's not legal. And trust me, he and I, he like literally crosses the street when he sees me now. He's I fucking hope he's terrified listening of me. to this right now. Because when I found out, I basically went into a state of shock because it had been weeks, like six, seven weeks, but we were only giving ourselves three months, four months to get married. You know what I mean? So like we really didn't know. Long story long is that. I didn't get any of those responses, had to call everybody, which was a nightmare. And then we didn't end up inviting like a ton of people to the wedding because we didn't know who was coming or not. In hindsight, it was kind of awesome. I got married at my aunt's house. No bridesmaids, no sit down dinner. I just had a huge raw bar, past appetizers. I didn't eat a single fucking thing that night. I had a chocolate cake because fuck a white cake. That's disgusting. I played rap music all night. My ex-boyfriend slash like DJ friend was our DJ and the cops got called like multiple times. It was amazing. That, that seems like, so, that seems like you. Seems right. Yeah, it was great. It was like super waspy, but like slightly ratchet. It looked so stunning. thank you. My parents also got married there. It was cool. You know what it was is like, I'm turning 35 in a couple of weeks and my wife is 37 and it was a very like adult female it was like at a very adult wedding for sure if that makes any sense definitely um and so that was great but I didn't take any time off of work at all so I'm literally sitting here with you ladies today a year plus later and like I haven't taken a vacation or a honeymoon we canceled our honeymoon where are you guys gonna go because of COVID well we were going to go to Greece because my best friend was supposed to get married in Greece and we were going to wrap it all together because, again, we're adult thrifty bitches. And I'm like, let's do a two for one. So we'll eventually go. Who knows? You um, will. I have faith. But, yeah, I think, you know, if I'm being honest with you, oh, I wish we had had a more of a, like, quote, honeymoon period. But I, you know, my wife is taking her test to become a licensed therapist, but they kept pushing it back because of COVID. 
I'm pretty ambitious at work. I launched, you know, my pod. I just, I had so much going on that I, we didn't take any time. I took one, two days off. To Good get God. And so how long were you? Which I don't recommend. Right. How long were you dating before you got married? Five years, which is why mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, you just fucking took the best five years of my life. If we're not going to get married, then let's keep it moving. Damn. Very romantic. <laughs> So that makes sense too with with having a short engagement like if you if you don't have to plan a whole big shabanagan thing. Well, I have like an eating disorder and body dysmorphia like everybody else in this town and I also am vain. So I was like if I give myself too much time, which thank God I didn't because we were thinking about getting married this spring. Mm. I would have just like di- I mean I lost like 18% body fat in like five or six months which was Good crazy God. I destroyed it thank you Cheez-Its and COVID <laughs> um, <laughs> Cheez-Its were my snack in this time in this period I've had about four or five boxes of Cheez-Its and I think if I keep eating them I'm going to associate them with trauma and never want them again that, that's my that's what I'm going I get for. that um but yeah no also like in San Francisco quite frankly where we got married you only have a window of time of really nice weather and also our parents are like in their 80s so I hate to sound morbid, but we were like, why the fuck would we Yeah, do I think people, I think my advice again is like, I think people take way too much time to plan a wedding. Yeah. And I think that nothing ends up being perfect. Like my best friend made my dress. She couldn't even come to my wedding in the end. The dress was way too big. I couldn't even tie it the way I wanted to buy it. You know what I mean? Like it's all... And that was like a best friend making my dress. I had every like I went to New York and like sat there while they made it like all those things. I was like, I had access to everything. I know. But like things just like mess up. My flowers weren't that great. Like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You just can't plan for all those things. And at the end of the day, it really is just about like bringing your families and friends together and celebrating your love. And like, I just can't get on board with spending like $50,000 on a fucking day. And also hella stupid. yeah and also sometimes expecting for if you have a bunch of bridesmaids and whatever they're all end up putting in so much money for it and so when i was younger getting invited to weddings was so exciting so whatever and now that every single fucking person gets married you become like okay how here's like, how am i gonna afford dollars i have to do like yeah so liz i am curious about your journey with your sexuality i was listening to some of your podcast um scissoring isn't a thing it's awesome and um thank you so can you tell us a little bit of your journey um you didn't always know that you were into women or you didn't always date women no I think I always had um, I definitely always had like crushes on men and women. I identify right now today um, as a bisexual cis woman. I use pronouns she, her, hers, Liz, if it's my wife from down the hall. Just kidding. Um <laughs> So I always liked boys and girls like I always did. And I think I, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing for me. And we talk about it on my show is that 
you know, there's a lot of like bi erasure and bi shame mm-hmm. because within the gay community, for those of you guys that are listening that are like, mm, what's a gay? I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. Sorry, Katie, that was funny for you. I don't know. That, it, was, it was funny. Who's listening to this shit? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, within the gay community, in particular in the lesbian community, it's kind of this idea that like bisexuality, whether you're at least with a, a cis woman is like, you've always got like one foot out of the pond or like you could leave the tribe. Like you're not loyal to the land isle of lesbians or whatever the fuck it is. And then for men, like bless their hearts. If you're bisexual, motherfuckers are like, he two strikes of a stick from gay. Mm. So I think there's this like idea that it doesn't exist. And I think my big journey, so to speak, was coming to terms with the fact that like, no, I've been in love with men. I've had great sexual relationships with men, but I've also been in love with women and I've had great sexual re- and I've also had horrible sexual relationships with men and women. All, right. They're all the same. Everyone's the same. It's all the same. So I think that it was actually really my wife that was like, I don't give a fuck if you're a bi or not. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, whatever you are. And so it's really been this kind of journey as of late of me becoming more comfortable with that. In regards to me being open about dating women, that didn't really happen until my 20s. Um, I I had really like sexualized women and kind of hooked up with women when I was with other men, like with threesomes or one night only kind of vibes. And I never really thought I could date a woman until actually after that fateful trip to Perpignan and kind of that that year Mm -hmm. that year in my like 25 years old and then I moved to LA and then I was like up in the fucking abbey going to all these parties that don't exist anymore that were super fun back then called booby trap finger bang oh wow finger bang great parties on the east side that don't exist anymore yeah and so I think like you know that was kind of how that you know, and then I just became, I guess, more comfortable myself and with my friend group. And then really it was like my dad when I was like 28, 29 was like, you're very attractive. Why don't you date men? And like, where, how, why haven't you had a boyfriend in like a long time? And I was like, um, and then I like burst out crying and I was like, well, I have a girlfriend. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I figured yeah, <laughs> like something's going on. Um, how are you at now then with, <clears throat> so I had to make one of my New Year's resolutions a number of years ago was when I'm sitting, getting my hair cut, and the hairdresser says to me, like, said, do you have a boyfriend? For so long, I'd be like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. Even though I had been, I've been out since I was 14 years old, um, I would still have this internalized homophobia about me that I'm like, no, I don't have a boyfriend, but I have a girlfriend like it took me so long to get to a place where I'm comfortable saying that and even still sometimes I'm like I don't want to make you uncomfortable for making these assumptions about me so I'm gonna like swallow my whatever and not and just go with the flow but I had to actively try not to do that and I think a lot of people do appreciate it when I do kind of correct them make an adjustment and in the future they'll be like oh do you have a partner Mm. um but it took me so long to get to that place. Did it, is that something that took you a while or did you kind of jump right into it? We have different personalities. So I'm just very curious 
about it like you know Girl, i struggle with that every you day do. i lie to my fish lady at the farmer's market she <laughs> thinks i have a husband rachel i went to the farmer's market for the first time in three months rachel was like you see those greek ladies they ask you how your husband are how husband is i was like i told them richard is fantastic <laughs> um yeah i struggle with that all the time i work in media and you think that like working at one of the largest millennial publishers in the world you you would see more people like you and I, and you just don't. Mm -hmm. I have to fucking come out every goddamn day. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. And guess what? That's privilege, and I totally understand it because I look the way that I look, which is, like, passing and also kind of a chubby Olsen twin. So, like, I have that luxury, whereas <laughs> my wife looks... She look gay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She look gay. Except I love it when we, when we meet black women... And they always tell, like, older black women always tell Rachel, you know what? You remind me of Ellen every time. <laughs> every time. If I had a dollar for every black woman over the age of 40 that was like, mm, you look like Ellen to me. I'm like, that's a way of them saying, it's okay that you're Oh, gay. my God. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I struggle with it. I mean, my fish lady, I'm not exaggerating. They're like, I go to the farmer's market. I'm like a religious farmer's market person. Um, and I really support that community. And... Um, also, my wife is fucking spoiled because she will only eat like wild caught oh. salmon and Chilean sea bass now. Yeah, I'm like, I literally make fish tacos out of like an endangered species. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. So I'm like, it's not good enough for me. Um, and my fish lady was like, oh, you're getting married? Because I didn't take any time off. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting married like next week. And when I came back from my wedding, she was so sweet. She'd gotten me like this little frame. But she was like, I have a, I have a pick present for you. But can you drive me to my house? And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, sure. And her sister in Greek, by the way, these are like 56 year old w Greek women was like in Greek. I could tell was basically like, what the fuck? Why are you asking this poor woman to get in your car in her car? And I was like, it's cool. I'll drive you to your house. Like whatever. Like so awkward. So I'm in the car with her and she's like, so what's your hubby's name? What is he like? And I was like, well, he's very soft spoken and has soft hands and lovely blue eyes. Like, I don't know. I just didn't want to like, I don't know. I didn't feel, I, you know, I just didn't feel up for mm -hmm. it and I didn't feel comfortable with it. This is like less than six months ago, by the way. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked about it on our show with Reza Farhan, who's on Sunset or Shaws of Sunset, and he actually had something that made me really think, which is, like, sometimes it's not safe to come out. Was that one Greek woman going to not give me the weird photo frame or picture frame that literally said, like, had, like, like little images of, like, a man and a woman, like, walking down the aisle? It's, like, so corny. It's so bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I kind of wanted to keep it, and Rachel was like, no. Uh, I was like, it's so funny. <laughs> like, we should just put, like, dogs that we don't own in it or something. Um, But... You know, sometimes it's not safe to come out. Like, I also have worked in and out of music, in particular rap music, for some time. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with rappers. In fact, like, Too Short is a very close friend of mine. And he doesn't give a fuck that I'm married to a woman. And he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I have lots of friends. But there have been certain instances where in rap music, they're fucking calling everyone. I mean, well, I'll say it, but like a fag or like a dyke or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't feel mm -hmm. safe in this like recording studio at two o'clock in the morning with a bunch of men that I don't know. And I'm not going to be like, I eat pussy. Like, no, thanks. You know what I mean? And like also like who eats pussy? I just like lay there. Like, let's be real here. So <laughs> I just you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Sorry, Katie, but don't then, mean to crush it, your dreams there. I'm kidding. Was, I'm totally joking. By the way, my wife would be like, what the fuck like, are you what doing? What is going right? on in there? Um, but yeah, no, I just think sometimes you don't feel comfortable. And I I applaud you for really pushing yourself to do it. I do it too, but it's fucking then, exhausting. You know? Yeah, there was this time Go that ahead. I was Sorry. working in San Francisco during college. I uh, was volunteering at a... Uh, suicide hotline for older adults so people over 60 and there's this one person that i would talk to quite often that's cool by the way because that's the most um they're high risk that's the population yeah. they're high risk especially now so cool. like during this time i donated to them because there's just so i'm sure their lines are overloaded or were overloaded during covid everything like that so think about your the older adults people in this population they're so important and they call your grandmama call your grandmama anyway but i had been speaking to this woman quite a bit um uh each week and then eventually got to this level and we we had shared a lot of things and she was like so do you have a boyfriend and i was like oh i actually have you did this on the suicide hotline yeah (laughs) i thought you're not supposed to share anything about yourself i know this katie because I went through school and all this shit was my wife. So I actually am technically a therapist. Like, let me tell you about <laughs> my heartbreak. Let me tell you. It's, it, it was something. So it's not just. It's called the friendship line. So it's also calling people each week to remind them to take their meds. Just for them to have a, fr- oh, that's cool. to have a friend. So it's. Um, Can you remind me to stop drinking? <laughs> call Liz every day. We'll, we'll give you a call. Every day. We'll give you a call every day at 11 a.m. Um, and then. Um, so I was like no but i have a girlfriend and she was like oh okay and i was like fuck 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 stupid stupid uh and then we basically hung up and i never talked to her again wow um it was she, it got her so uncomfortable fuck and, that homophobic hoe <laughs> but also it's a generational thing uh whatever she can, she can get somebody else to remind her to take her milk of magnesium <laughs> fuck that. but it's those moments that i'm like man you know i just i almost wish i hadn't said anything um Right. Yeah. But then you on the on the reverse, my girlfriend, she she's um, in construction. And so she's working. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Please pause. (laughs) Katie, let's not just glance over that. Talk to me about your hot lesbian construction worker girlfriend. She's a pipe fitter. Yeah. Let's get more into specifics here. Does she wear a hard hat? Yeah. Glasses. Hard hat. Safety glasses, gloves. Always have to have the mask now, too. Um, you know, construction pants. Where'd you guys meet? Um, actually, on Bumble. She's from Rhode Island. I was home for Christmas do- recording uh, my EP. So I was home for an extended amount of time. I got real bored. I wanted to, you know, kiss someone. And so I went on Bumble, met her. We met. It was just going to be a hookup because I was going home in two weeks. And then we, like, fell in love and then ended up getting quarantined That's not together. Lesbian at all. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, and wait. Now they so live hold together. on. How does it work on Bumble? Isn't it the girls' first move? No, but that's you're both girls. No, wait. No, that's Bumble. No, it's Bumble. not. That's Bumble oh, that's, because I play with oh, all of my friends' oh, dating it, apps at all times. Then time. it deletes that. Oh, so, yeah. So, so any, either, either one so who makes the out. first move? Either one. Either one. Oh, either equal one. opportunist. Yep. Um, although she did on her first date, she like opened the car door for me. She like instantly wanted. It's not to pay hot for when a girl does that. My wife does that for me. It's so I'm hot. like, when was the last Although time anyone she, opened she, the door for me? Yeah, she kind of stopped over the past uh, three months, uh, which is not awesome. Uh, anyway, so she's a pipe fitter. So she works with all these blue collar, sixty year old plus men. Um, she was wearing. They know she's gay though. Why the 
fuck would she be a construction right. worker if she wasn't a big old homo? They don't care. They're like, hey, you want to go have like a Bud Light yeah, after yeah, this? Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> On, you know what I mean. So she doesn't have to come she out. She was wearing um, an ele- a, a shirt from an electrician, something, and they usually only get it if you're working for them or of like course. special. Unless you're a flaming homosexual that wears an electrician branded shirt. Like, what are we talking about, Katie? And so, um, some one of the guys came up to her. He was like, "Oh, yeah, you fuck the owner of it," <laughs> like being kind of vulgar about her. And she's like, "Nah, I'd be like, no, bitch, I fuck his wife. <laughs> no, I fucked his daughter," is what she said. Wow, but, good oh, for it's yeah, your yeah, dad. Yeah. Shit. She she literally will just say that. Nah, I fucked her. I fucked her her daughter. Or she'll like be like, "Yeah, I ate her booty with a spoon," like stuff like that. Yeah, she vulgar. Just another day at work, right? Just another day at work. <laughs> but that's how they talk to each um, other. Co-workers. Anyway, she has this confidence, but I do think it is partly because she, you know, she's a beautiful woman, um, but also has that like masculine swag mm-hmm. and whatever that she's always been very confident in her sexuality. She doesn't really understand when it's hard for me to always be transparent about my sexuality. She doesn't quite yeah. grasp it. Yeah. Well, fuck you, T. Um, Tess, you were about to say that um, you wanted me to help you with your heartbreak, but I think you need to stop fucking jabroni ass dudes from the West Side first, and then maybe that would solve half of your problem. I haven't hooked up with anyone from the West Side in almost a year, right? Really? You're an East Side rider? Uh, I, I tried for a moment, and that also didn't work out. Where do I go? Someone tell me. West Side, East Side, it's all just a bunch of Go in the middle. Go back to our, our hometown. Oh, of West well, in Hollywood. West Hollywood, I've dated oh, like wait. two gay men. And yeah. I'm so literally, I can't Sick. be in L.A. anymore. That is that's the moral. The moral. Of the Are story. you in L.A. in the quarantine right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm in uh, Santa Monica right now. Alone. I'm in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, but Actually, Katie, I was going to ask you if you were in the NPR studio because that's what right? it looks Doesn't like, she look like. I was like, you are right I, now. I look like a professor. Like, are you going to give us a little tiny desk concert? Like, <laughs> do it. I'll tell you about uh, Dodger Dogs to Fenway Franks. God, big, big baseball fans. You're here. so big Boston. You're so Boston. Um, cool. Liz, I have a question for you. Have you ever yeah. um, been with someone that is not comfortable? with your sexuality and who has had a bad reaction to it or you feel like has had to you've had to defend it yeah I dated this one girl named Danielle that was super in the closet for a minute and she was really really pretty and cool well she wasn't cool in the end because she was like weird and closeted Um, and she didn't invite me to her birthday party at the chateau which I was like bitch I just wanted to go to the chateau and not pay for it Um, and she invited her ex-boyfriend and I actually, and then called me after the party for me to come fuck her. And I broke up with her right there on her birthday, which I still feel pretty good for you. Snaps over here about. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there was, it was mostly, I think men. Well, I don't know. I've did. Listen, I didn't have a lot of long-term relationships, I did in my early 20s, and he was told. I mean, we had threesomes, like, all the time with women. Also, I think he's low-key a brother on the undercover anyway, so who cares about him? <laughs> and then after that, you know, I just dated – I was, like, a three-month, five-month. One guy was, like, seven months, but, like, I didn't really get to that 
threshold, like that past that three month threshold with a lot of people in all honesty, because I was so busy. And honestly, I don't think I was like emotionally connecting with men like I have with women, which I think makes sense that I'm married to a woman, because I think if you think about, you know, the spectrum of sexuality, while I identify as bisexual, I think from an emotional standpoint, I really connected with women like I was really like in love with women wasn't with men the last guy I ever dated was totally fine with me being bisexual what he wasn't fine with is what I was I was like can I just have a girlfriend on the side whenever I want but you can never do that and he was like yeah I was like okay but he was a, he's a great guy um so I don't know I dated one woman who was just an asshole for a few months and she always kind of like poked fun at the bisexuality thing so then I to her to your point I'd be like uh I mean just kidding I used to be bi but like now I'm like a full-on like carpet muncher like oh god fuck the bi's you know just to be cool um but yeah I mean I don't think if you're with someone that doesn't care or respect who you are it doesn't last very long and if you're in a relationship with somebody that doesn't respect you and you're dragging it on then you might want to like think about that right and what would you say to somebody that's like not to make generalizations but say middle america pretty ignorant that's like what is like well isn't bisexuality just an excuse to hook up with whoever you want to hook up with or is it a phase is it when you're in denial before you come out as gay or lesbian what would you say to those people listen i swear to god my parents were walking down the aisle at my wedding like, damn, she's committing to this phase. I think so many people were like, whoa, Liz, you are committing to this character. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, I see you. Um, so listen, you know, what's really been interesting for me is I joined this da- this daily radio show, Taylor Strecker show, and it's primarily white, cis, straight women from, quote, middle America. And a lot of the the comments that I get is like, they're like, wow, you're like one of us or, you know, whatever it is. I can't make anybody give a shit about my sexuality. I can't make anyone understand what it's like to be attracted to both sexes. I can't like that's on you to open up your mind and your heart on that. Like it's actually not a very difficult concept to grasp right. if you're open to it. Um, So what I would say to those people is, you know, you don't have to understand or like it. I would ask you and I would invite you to respect me as I respect you. Like, I cannot understand why anyone would want to put a penis in their mouth. That is fucking crazy. I have had plenty of sex with men, but every time I came to that part, I'd be like, oh, my God, I have lockjaw. Oh, my God, let's call a prostitute. Oh, my God, (laughs) let's do anything. Oh, my God, I just lit the entire kitchen on fire. Uh, Like, you know, so I I don't understand that, but I respect it. I respect that that's what some people want to do. Um, So I would just say to those people, you know, I would invite you and I encourage you to just just try to respect or understand you don't have to like it because mm-hmm. i don't really give a fuck and that's how everyone i like be. don't actually give a singular and who fuck. should like i don't right. care it's literally well yeah who should who i mean who what cares does it do like, to you at the I end care of the day more, <clears throat> yeah i care more about my friends dating a horrible person regardless of their gender mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean than anything else like I just right. don't you know so that's 100%. what I, I went to performing arts camp as a child and so shocking I, <laughs> sing something Katie I remember I, I went no I remember I went she wanted to, to. did you see that test she really she really wanted to she was about to fucking bust into something there um so I went to performing arts camp growing up and my second year maybe is when I came out as bisexual um and I remember this how old were you 13 I think or I know. Okay. Um, Progressive young Katie mm, out there. Tell her about the journal entry. Summer camp. Tell her about the journal entry. Oh, I had a. So this was more when I was fourteen. I had a journal entry that says, "Dear diary, you are the first to know this, but I am gay. Is God gonna hate me because I am gay?" Question mark. And just like went on. It was so. It's so sad. God, it breaks my Um, heart. But anyway, so damn, I was like going to raves and literally eating pressed pills of ecstasy (laughs) when I was 14, like not writing, doing that. But that's fine. That's like what you should be doing. You should be talking to your diary and God at 14. Definitely not what I was doing. So at camp, I went there and and I was uh, this girl came up to me. She was like, are you bisexual or are you gay? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm bisexual. She's like, "Mm, not as cool and turned around. I was like, oh. damn. And I don't know if it made me feel ashamed or camp. made me feel, oh, wait, it is okay to be full on gay, too. Like, I don't know. I was caught. I was someone who was kind of caught in that in between rather than people who are actually bisexual who um, do. Like, I had never. I had never with a guy. Like, I had never. Mm. I made never. out with one guy. I made out with one guy during Elf um, at camp. During and, Elf, the movie? Yeah, watching the movie Elf. At camp, oh, okay. Made out with him. And then two days later, found my first girlfriend. And I was like, cool. You're like, this is better. This this, this works. This... <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I also Great. thought that an orgasm was the feeling of when you get really ticklish on your back. If someone, like, touches your back and you're like, ah. Well, we yeah. all thought that for a while because, you know, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> For sexual experiences you're like will i ever have an orgasm is this just a a dream something that people say i think that's the that's the name of the book will i ever have an orgasm or is that just a dream that's the title of my, my memoir go. in my early 20s there you go liz would you find that there's a difference between sex with men and women yeah different parts different pipes as your girlfriend might say um <laughs> I think, yeah, it's very different. I, I haven't had sex with a guy in a very long time. Um, I also just think it's like the person. Yeah. Some people are, you're better at sex with. Mm-hmm, you know what I sure. mean? Like, But yeah, is it different with women? Sure. Is there typically more oral sex with women? Sure. Is there, you know, some people use toys, some people don't. Some people in straight relationships use toys, some people don't. Like, I I think it's all, you know, I think we're luckily in a place right now for the most part where the sex industry is quite mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are more open to anything. I don't know if you guys watch Insecure. Yes. But in one of the last episodes, like Molly and her 
uh, Asian Bay, as they call him on the show, boyfriend go to Mexico and he like pulls out like anal beads and shit. I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I, I love think, him. yes, it's He's different, so but I do think he is hot. Um, I think it just depends on the partner and, and what you got. Sex with your own partner can be very different from at different stages in your life and at different times. So I don't know. I'm not like a sex expert. Oh, but you are. <laughs> But you are to us. <laughs> I'm really not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, I don't know. I'm tired. How do you keep um how do you keep the the spice, the the sexual relationship alive after five years? Because that's always a problem for me. I'm like a year and a half in and I'm like, was there ever a time that I wanted to have sex with you? Like it just it completely stops. I don't have a very high sex drive. So and a lot of that is because I suffer from depression so we just keep it alive in different ways I think it's all it's very emotional it's my wife you know so I would say that we you know figure out our own thing that works best for us um and we talk about it I think you know the one of the benefits of being married to a therapist is like talking about how you're feeling and what where you're at with things but yeah I mean I don't know yeah. I don't again I don't know how to answer that. Like I think You know it's a hard question. My love has my love has really like deepened for her at, over the years. I mean, and that's exciting. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I watched her like feed a baby. She, we're really focused on like babies now. Mm. Oh, that's exciting. Which is the least sexy thing. I don't know. I'm cool for a minute. I'm like about to freeze these eggs. This COVID shit really <laughs> fucked my shit up. I was like planning on traveling. I'm so tired. I've been working fucking for like 20 years so hard. I was like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to travel. I'm going to take a two week vacation. All this shit got fucked up. There's so many places around the world I want to see. I finally like don't like live in a dumpster fucking fire of a life. Like I'm like, woohoo. Now all this shit happened. So I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. So I'm I'm pretty much thinking about freezing my eggs but like watching her feet you know feed a little kid this weekend was so cute and she was like so into it and like that's like oh like you know yeah I don't know I don't um, know if I'm answering any of these questions right I'm I'm in in need of my second espresso I'm only on one and I love a twofer what's the um what's the best part of being married to a therapist and what's the worst part (laughs) it's a good question best thing about being married to a therapist is that I was okay well it's the best and the worst in one okay the best part is that I was with her when she started the process and went through school because a lot of times what she was told is like a lot of couples will break up because you do so much self-discovery while you're in school like a lot of part of her schooling was kind of this like you know internal work right The worst part about it is like I edited all of her fucking papers. She has test anxiety and I have been on this like fucking Mr. Toad's wild ride of mental health for the last four years that I am desperate to get the fuck off of. Yep. Also, I think I've learned how to be really compassionate with other people through learning about a lot of things. So... For instance, like if someone's really mean to me or rude to me, I'm like, oh, that person, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with like X, Y, and Z. Oh, that's a great and place so to that's be been at. helpful. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think that's the best and the worst thing. And also, I'm really proud of her. I think, you know, to change careers, especially going from entertainment to mental health in your 30s is like no easy feat. Yeah. So I'm very proud of her. Oh, I love that. Um, do you ever feel like she's like psychoanalyzing you or are you like happy the, that she has the, the emotional the all the intelligence? Time. All the time. A little bit of both. All the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. I'm like, I mean, I also am probably some, one of her, um, she had this crazy fucking psychotic person that was in her class, which I clock from the jump. I don't need to be a therapist, but I have like the good, like stomach feeling on people where mm-hmm. I'm like, you are unstable. Yep. You are a fucking psychopath. Sure. And I'm never once ever, I'm pretty good at like clocking people. I've never been like, wow, I was so wrong and thought that person was awful. But they're amazing. That has like literally never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So she had this girl in her class who was a psychopath. We went over to her house once for Passover and I was like, this woman is unstable. Like, don't be friends with her. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they got into, she ended up, of course, being unstable, freaking out, being very jealous of Rachel and wrote her this email and was like, I know why you're married to Liz because she like, she's so crazy. Like, you must want to just like psychoanalyze and like blah 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 her like just like some wow, mean shit about me <laughs> yeah, not okay but like maybe not untrue like could you imagine being a fucking therapist and being married to me i'm a nutcase i mean i'm sure rachel has fun with it i'm sure it's not all fun but I'm sure she has some fun i don't know god i'm emotional her. what can i say god bless her so to wrap things up we like to do some rapid fire questions fun um so we're all just gonna Great. go around like and do some quick answers. So, best movie about love. Uh, this is where my black heart has a problem. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ghost. Ghost. Oh, you guys even know what that movie is? You're so young. Yeah. Girl, like, have you ever watched? Did me more. Get sexual. Making a pot. With yeah, Patrick I know, but it's Tracy. like about like insane. Li- yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it actually the um, <laughs> the like weird CGI shit does not hold up. I just watched it in the quarantine. <laughs> you guys should watch it. It's like crazy. Anyway, yeah, my final answer is Ghost. That's a good one. Tess, God, Tess, I think I have to, I have to take yours, Titanic, because I just wow, whoa, I know. I'm whoa. sorry. I saw that big whoa. eye roll. What'd you do? Oh, she dropped her thing. Okay. Sorry, my ear pod popped. I, oh, thought I thought you, you spilled, spilled coffee like on coffee all over everything. Um, yeah, because you know the you're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. It's just the most. Mm-hmm. It's just such love. Okay, I love that. I mean, I'm proud of you for saying that. I, I never, never thought you would. Um, you know, I support that. I'm gonna say because I just watched this movie. Definitely not a classic. Um, but have you ever seen the movie Celeste and Jesse Forever, Liz, with Rashida Jones? And Andy Samberg. That does not sound like that is in my queue. Okay. No. Well, I, I think you should. Um, okay. I think it's a great movie about love because it's very realistic. And it's about these people that got married at a really young age. And they get divorced with a lot of love for each other and trying to navigate that divorce with still have, having the temptation to get back together. Jesus Christ, Tess. <laughs> you haven't even been married yet. Like, fucking Christ. <laughs> Why don't you, like, you got to do, you got a couple months left in this quarantine. Like, <laughs> Tell Let's me, go tell back me what to, to like not. I don't know. Tell Jesus me, help Christ. me with my life, Liz. All right, next question. What's um, the next question? Um, uh, can you be friends with exes? Yeah, I'm a lesbian. I'm friends with like every single person I've ever been with. Cool. Just kidding. I hate a couple, but yeah, you can be. 
I'd say no. I think, yeah, depending on the person. You'd say no, Tess? It does depend on the person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not not friends with anyone, so. You're, you're best but friends also... with your longest-term boyfriend. That's true, but well, he is also, he's gay now, and I introduced him to his partner. Oh, that's cool. Actually, let me change my answer. I think it depends 100% on the person, but for the people that I've been in long-term relationships with, I am not friends with those people anymore. Gets got you. messy. Yeah. Gets messy. Yeah. Um, Tess, you have some others there, right? Biggest pet peeve in a relationship. Not doing the dishes. Oof. Ooh. All right. Bring it, bring it up there. Bring in it there. I would say being stingy. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. If you don't tip. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That No tipping. I'd be like, or have being, a nice life. being rude to, to the waiter. Wait staff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's like a hard, like, that's like don't ever speak right to i don't even know if that's advice. a pet peeve that's just like a horrible... i thought you meant we were in the relationship with somebody i mean yeah okay yeah but Ooh, even what's like... my biggest pet peeve about tea remember you guys just met four days ago and you're already <laughs> engaged be careful katie <laughs> literally um no it's been about six months almost and uh we spent the last three and you live together same... right oh, well at my parents house right now Y'all are, you both of you are at your parents' house right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were for the first, like, month and a half, and then we were at, like, in oh Providence, God. and now we're back here. Wow. Yeah. Damn. How old are you? 29. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It wouldn't, norm- it wouldn't um, have happened this way if it weren't for quarantine. Got to learn a lot of fair, fair, a fair. lot of communication skills together. Over yeah, the it wouldn't have happened because y'all would already be trying to buy a house. <laughs> Of your own. Asking your parents for money, probably for a down payment. Anyway, just kidding. Sorry. All right. What else you guys got for me? Um, well, we did have opinion on who pays for the first date because Katie and I have t- talked about this before. For me, I'm a straight woman. I don't expect it, but it's a really nice little cherry on top. And I think if Fuck someone... straight men. They should always pay for if you. If someone They've did it, it I always put my card down. But if someone didn't, I'd be like, I see now. I see who you are. Um, but how do you feel about that going out with a woman? Like, is it just like, fuck yeah, like you offer to pay. That just means that you're, I like that. Or is it like, is it as big of a deal? I don't know. My wife just went through fucking grad school for four years. I pay for everything. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they, some people say whoever asked for the date first Whoever asked the other person on the date should pay. Okay. I always offered. I always fucking offered to pay for anything with my friend. I'm an adult. I don't care. It's like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Once again, the stingy. I was so broke for so fucking long. And I wouldn't consider myself by any means like rich, but I like work hard and have 42 jobs. So like I just offer to pay now because it's like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're totally. saying there could be light at the end of the tunnel for us broke-ass bitches. Yeah, we'll get there. I want you to mentor Maybe. us, Liz. Maybe. <laughs> Took me a really, really long time, but yes, <laughs> could be. Um, and then who's your um, current celebrity crush right now? So many. Pick one. Rihanna for life. Okay. Because she would be the best person to have sex with. Truly. Ever. Um... <clears throat> I love that one guy. Fuck. I always. Tom Hardy. Okay. 
Because I think he is bi. He is, and yeah. he just seems mm. the best. Yeah. And then there's like a slew of others, but I'm just going to, my final answer is Rihanna and Tom Hardy for right now. Good choices. Good choices. You guys? God, I don't know. I, it's so hard for me to feel super crushy on celebrities for some reason. I never, I will. Because s- you've never met them and they're one dimensional people. What? Yeah. However, I did for the first time, like my queen is Lana Del Rey. However, I had never had a crush on her until um, she came out with a music video last summer. And I still will watch that music video and be like, oh, like I almost feel like a little teenage boy. The greatest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her in that wetsuit. I mean, I get, yeah, I get that. Um, let's see, right now, I mean, you're gonna roll your eyes, Liz. I mean, it's always been Leonardo DiCaprio, and I know I'm gonna. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> there's that eye roll. <laughs> um, he's so gross. I just, but like in I in IRL. Oh God, this he is gonna, sucks. This is gonna disappoint me. I don't want to talk about it, except I do want to know more. But we can talk about this later. Um, who's that other? Who's the girl that you said you had a crush on right now? Who? That you have a crush on that girl right now from like Game of Thrones or something. Or from a the kind of funny looking girl. Funny looking girl. Never mind. Amelia Clark. Yeah, that's the one. No, oh, no, it's wait. not. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Um, who, oh, um, that girl from I've never seen her in anything. Oh, except for Hustlers, Lily Reinhardt. She cute. She just came out as bi. Oh, from Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about her. I'm like, you're sexual. Oh, that's um, who yeah. you were talking. And she's then, definitely sexual. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. Jay Ellis on Insecure, and he's also on Miss America. He really does it for me. He just seems like the perfect boyfriend. Which one is he? Is that Lawrence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have a vibe on Lawrence. He's too. so hot, and then I just found out that he's married and has it has a child, which kind of shocks me. Of course, me. Uh, duh. He's black excellence, of course. Oh, God, he's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's um, a good well, lineup. Yeah, that 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 was great. Good way to end it. Any any last words, Liz? Um, any words advice? on your life? Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay um What's follow your, your dreams <laughs> yeah um i that's an entire podcast you're tripping um uh, follow your dreams follow me on instagram at listen to liz follow scissoring isn't a thing it drops every tuesday um the instagram is s-i-a-t podcast listen to me on the taylor strucker show i'm typically the host every tuesday can't wait um I don't know. Um, tell your loved ones you love them. Um, if you don't feel comfortable in a relationship, like you don't, you get really sweaty and anxious that that person is like not calling you back. You probably shouldn't be in that relationship. Um, go to therapy, drink water, and stretch. Stretch. God. That's a good one. Thank, thank you for that. Thank yeah, you for and reminders. Oh, and go through your Instagram and fucking put a bunch of shit on archive. Mm. Oh, this is something I need to do that I should have been doing with my quarantine. Oh. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Cool Girls. You can follow us at Cool Girls Podcast on Instagram, at Cool Girls Pod on Twitter. Go to Cool Girls Podcast dot com subscribe to our mailing list and uh we'll see you next time thanks everyone thanks Liz thank you for having me bye 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 cool say to my face